Good morning. Welcome to worship this beautiful Sunday morning. It is wonderful to be gathered with you all here as we continue to celebrate in the season of Easter. I have just a couple of a quick announcements uh, today. Um, just since it's still new after Lent, we are continuing with Sunday school today after worship um, and then Bible study on Tuesday at 1 and Wednesday at 6. Those both have in-person and online options. Uh, in Sunday school, we're continuing the book, The Bible Doesn't Say That, which is helping us dig into what the Bible does say about many topics. And we're getting into some, some pretty big, heavy topics as we end the, near the end of the year this year. And in uh, Bible study, we are continuing the study of Revelation and finding out how much the love of God is present in an often misunderstood book of Scripture couple of other things. This coming Saturday is our community breakfast. So from 9.30, or no, sorry, that's the, that's the pantry hours. From 9 to 11, uh, we will be serving breakfast. Uh, to anybody who wants to come and eat, it's a hot breakfast. I'm pretty sure we're going to have smoked ham from the Abiding Grace uh, men's smoking group this, this month. So uh, an extra treat and eggs and everything. If you want to help, please let me know. Um, we always have room in the kitchen. It's a big kitchen. Um, and um, I'm sure it'll be a wonderful Sunday or Saturday. However, I will not be there because this weekend is also our synod assembly. So I and Art and Artie Schneewind are going to be away in Louisiana at Shreve, in Shreveport attending, to, attending the synod assembly Friday um, afternoon and Saturday most of the day. So keep us in your prayers. Keep the synod in your prayers as we do the work of the synod, but we also connect with other churches, connect with one another, um, it tends to be a really good time, and you'll be able to hear more about it at our congregational meeting on May 7th. It's a little early this year because uh, of some scheduling things, but May 7th is going to be our congregational meeting. It'll be right after worship in the fellowship hall. There will be coffee and things. It shouldn't be too long of a meeting, but we do need a quorum there, so please try to attend as you can. And as a little incentive, and also just for the joy of fellowship, we will have a potluck lunch afterwards. So bring something to share. Uh, our potlucks always end up being a really wonderful feast of, of good food and good times together. So again, that is May 7th. Finally, you might notice that you have a little extra piece of paper in your bulletins. Um, that is our choir anthem for today. And because it is a hymn, we are inviting you, the congregation, to join us in singing it. So in just a couple of moments, we will be singing, I come with joy. You're welcome to follow along and sing along with us.
Please rise in body or in spirit as we continue with our thanksgiving for baptism. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, the fountain of living water, the rock who gave us birth, our light, and our salvation. Amen. Joined to Christ in the waters of baptism, we are clothed with God's mercy and forgiveness. Let us give thanks for the gift of baptism. We give you thanks, O God, for in the beginning your spirit moved over the waters, and by your word you created the world, calling forth life in which you took delight. Through the waters of the flood you delivered Noah and his family. Through the sea you led your people Israel from slavery into freedom. At the river your son was baptized by John and anointed with the Holy Spirit. By water and your word you claim us as daughters and sons, making us heirs of your promise and servants of all. We praise you for the gift of water that sustains life. And above all, we praise you for the gift of new life in Jesus Christ. Shower us with your spirit and renew our lives with your forgiveness, grace, and love. To you be given honor and praise through Jesus Christ our Lord in the unity of the Holy Spirit now and forever. Amen.
biblical, <clears throat> excuse me, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. O God, your Son makes himself known to all his disciples in the breaking of bread. Open the eyes of our faith, that we may see him in his redeeming work, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. The first reading comes from Acts chapter 2, beginning at the 14th verse. Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Therefore, let the entire house of Israel know with certainty that God has made him both Lord and Messiah, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, so that your sins may be forgiven, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you, for your children, and for all who are far away, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to him. And he testified with many other arguments and exhorted them, saying, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation, so, that, so those who welcomed his message were baptized, and that day about 3,000 persons were added. The word of the Lord. God. We shall now intone the psalm as printed in your bulletin. I 
flesh of the grave came upon me. I came to grief and sorrow. Then I called upon the name of the Lord. Oh Lord, I pray you, save my life. How shall I repay the Lord for all the good things God has done for me? in your sight, O Lord, is the death of your servant. O Lord, truly I am your servant. I am your servant, the child of your handmaid. You have freed me from my bonds. I will offer you the sacrifice of thanksgiving. The second reading comes from 1 Peter chapter 1, beginning at the 17th verse. If you invoke as father the one who judges all people impartially according to their deeds, live in reverent fear during the time of your exile. You know that you were ransomed for the feudal ways inherited from your ancestors, not with perishable things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of the Lamb without defect or blemish. He was destined before the foundation of the world, but was revealed at the end of the ages for your sake. Through him you have come to trust in God, who raises him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are sent on, set on God. Now that you have purified your souls by your obedience to the truth, so that you have genuine mutual love, love one another deeply from the heart. You have been born anew, not of perishable, but imperishable seed, through the living and enduring word of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Please rise for the proclamation of the Holy Gospel. Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 24th chapter. Now on that same day, when Jesus had appeared to Mary Magdalene, two disciples were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. 
While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to him, said to them, sorry, Why are, what are you discussing with each other while you were walk along? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? He asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be to condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women from our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went with him to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he inter interpreted to them the things about himself and all the scriptures. As they came near to the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures for us? That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, the Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated, and I'd like to invite the children forward for a message just for them. Good morning, James. Good morning, Miss Debbie. I'm good. How are you? How are you, James? We're looking a little disheveled this morning. Did we not want to get out of bed? I didn't want to get out of bed, that's for sure. It's one of those mornings where you just want to stay cuddled up with your cat, right? Well, you want to stay in your jammies all day? That sounds like a good idea. I recommend it. You've got... Put your jammies on. They look like good jammies. I think that's a good plan. Well, James, I have a very important message that someone gave me today, but I'm having a little bit of trouble. You see, I can't read it. It's too little. Miss Debbie, can you read my message? Well, I don't have the tools with me, but I think someone else here might. So you stay here for just one minute, okay? And I'll be right back. I forgot to bring my phone to church with me today. Can I steal your phone, honey? <laughs> Thank you. I'll bring it back. This is why it's good to have a pastor's house. 
they have things that you forgot. All right. I have this phone, which has a camera on it. You see, we can take pictures of all sorts of things with it. And I'm going to take a picture of this message I've got. Oh, I almost lost it because it's so small. All right. So I'm going to take a picture. And then, oh, there's a big flash. Then I'm going to look at this picture, and we're going to zoom in on it. See, you think we can do that? Look, now we can read it. What does it say? It says, Jesus loves you, and Jesus loves everyone. That's a pretty important message, don't you think? Jesus loves you, and he loves your mama, Miss Debbie, and your mom, Miss Jenny, and Jesus loves me and Miss Marilyn, and everybody back here behind us. Jesus loves them all. In our story today, we had a couple of people who were, who were confused and they were having a hard time understanding, just like I couldn't understand this message. But Jesus came to them and he told them that he loved them and everyone else, and then they understood and they went and loved everyone else. So James, can, I, can you remember this week that Jesus loves you and everyone you meet? Yeah? All right. Let's pray, James. Ready? Dear God, Thank you for loving us and for coming and telling us that you love us every day. Help us love everyone like you do. Amen. Amen. Thank you, James, so much. I'm going to go return this phone because it's not working. Amen. Perfect. Thank you so much. You can go on back. And I'm going to return this phone. My glasses do not want to stay on my face today. I need them to see y'all, so. Grace and peace to you from God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, speaking of glasses, do y'all remember early in 2020, January, February, that sort of time, people had some plans, plans for a good year, 2020, this was going to be the one, a new decade, 2020 vision, what we all wish we had and some of us need a little help with. Oprah had a tour, the 2020 Vision Tour, to go all around the world and tell us Oprah-y things. I didn't pay much attention to what it was. Politicians named their plans for their elections and their plans for wherever they wanted to govern, their 2020 Vision. Musicians had 2020 Vision plans. 2020 was gonna be our year. And then March came. I'm sure you remember that. I certainly remember Silas making a St. Patrick's Day dinner and knowing as I ate it that everything, everything was changing. He was already working from home. I would be in just a couple of days. 2020, the year we were gonna get it together, use our 2020 vision, have everything planned out and perfect dashed to pieces 
But not just 2020, 2021, 2022. Even now we live in a world that is different because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Those few months, the joy in those plans and the dashing of those hopes, I find to be a perfect example of our very human desire to control, to try hard enough, plan well enough to have everything mapped out, to have 2020 vision. And it reminds me of our incredible inability to control what comes ahead. We all were reminded of our lack of ability to control as this pandemic swept through the world. I remember hearing news reports about Italy and other places that were shutting down and weeping because I didn't know what the future held and I didn't know what to do with that uncertainty. Our whole world was shaken. And so collectively, we all felt this lack of control, this lack of ability to plan, this lack of ability to find a way to avoid hard things in our future. I talk about this not just to think about that hard time in our lives or to remind you how far we've come, but because I think that feeling that we had as our world shifted around us and everything changed and we had no control over it, I think that very much matches the feelings of the disciples. Those first few days after Jesus' death, this is the one that they believed was going to redeem Israel. He was the Messiah they had proclaimed. They had seen him do great works. They knew he was from God. They had plans, hopes, their own version of 2020 vision. As Jesus rode into Jerusalem on the back of a donkey, mocking the Roman imperial parades, they knew this was their new leader. This was the one who was going to change everything exactly the way they wanted it changed. And then, a week later, Jesus was dead killed by the very Roman Empire that they expected him to overthrow. Defeated. Gone. Now these disciples are lost. They have no idea what's happening next, no idea what they should do. They feel that huge lack of control. They're grieving, they're afraid, they're off kilter. And that's where we meet these two disciples who are walking a long walk from Jerusalem to Emmaus. As they're walking, they're sharing their grief with one another and a stranger comes near them. He asks them why, what they are talking about and why they seem so sad and they're surprised. Jesus had made a name for himself. Surely he should know that this beloved leader had been killed. 
So they share their stories. They share their confusion, including the fact that some women said this morning that maybe Jesus was alive, but that can't happen. Jesus was definitely dead. And Jesus kept walking with them. These two disciples, they were so off kilter, so stuck in their grief, so lost, that they do not recognize the man walking with them as their friend, their Lord, and their leader. Even as Jesus begins to teach them, to talk them through the scriptures, and to show them that his death and resurrection were part of God's plan. These disciples could not recognize him until he sat at a table with them, took bread, gave thanks, and broke it before them. This they knew, this they understood. All of the sudden their eyes were opened. Jesus was alive. Jesus was sharing a meal with them. Jesus had been talking to them for miles. Jesus was risen. There are so many times that we are like the disciples. Unbalanced, off kilter, mourning our loss of plans or control, and we don't see Jesus walking alongside us. Sometimes it takes hindsight, looking back on our lives, and they say hindsight is truly the only 2020 vision, looking back on our lives to see, oh, that's where God was with me. That's where God guided me through changes, through uncertainty, through confusion and off-balanceness. I hope you know how proud I am of how you walked with God in the midst of a pandemic here in this community. God guided us to surprising new enterprises in surprising new ways. God helped us build relationships and also keep us safe. We have the promise of God. In his resurrection, in his walking with the disciples on the road to Emmaus, the promise that Jesus walks alongside us. Jesus does not leave us. We are called to trust. To trust that even when we don't know where we're going, when all of our plans, all of our hopes have been shattered before us, that Jesus will never leave us that he will guide us on that road and he will remind us that he is here. He will remind us in our community. As we gather around this table, as we break bread together, as we remember that, Jesus is, that this bread is the body of Jesus, and this wine is the blood of Jesus, that our sins are forgiven and that we have eternal life in him now and in the future. This story of these disciples, this, all of the stories of the disciples mourning and discovering Jesus was written, they, risen, they are so important to us because we rediscover Jesus' resurrection over and over again.
We think we have ourselves, our lives, our futures figured out, planned for, and then something comes up. The world that is broken, that has sin and sickness and death in it, throws a wrench in our plans. It could be easy to toss up our hands and say, never mind. I'm not going forward. I'm not moving on. Clearly, God is not with me. But Jesus reminds us, just as he reminded, reminded these disciples, that death is not the end. Our confusion, our lack of understanding does not stop us from sharing in God's body and blood. God is with us on the path, even when we can't see God, and even when our path seems broken. God walks with us, shares with us, and gathers us together to remember that no matter what happens, no matter how our lives are shaken, we will never walk alone. Amen.
whole church, let us confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. With the whole people of God in Christ Jesus, let us pray for the church, those in need, and all of God's creation. Ever-present God, you make yourself known in the breaking of the bread and in the bonds of the community. Reveal yourself to us in the faces of all we meet. Strengthened by your body and blood, let us boldly live out your good news. Bless our prayer partners, Trinity and Gloria Day. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. As we know you in the breaking of the bread, we know you in the grains of the field and the flowering waters. Care for the earth you lovingly create. Strengthen those who safeguard threatened land and waters. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. You are the authority to whom we dedicate our lives. Help us keep the needs of those most vulnerable at the forefront of our community. Move us to care for any who are disregarded or oppressed. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Mothering God, you feed and comfort those who hunger. Open the hearts of those who hoard resources and lead them to share your abundance. We pray for anyone hungering for your comforting presence this day, especially those who name before you now. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You pour out your love on those who are oppressed. Support and comfort anyone who is marginalized by gender or sexuality and those whose stories are not believed. Form this community to listen faithfully and speak honestly in our ministry together. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Remit we remember the thanksgiving all your beloved saints. As you have raised them to eternal life, abide with us in your promise of resurrection. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, gracious God, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. I invite you to share a sign of peace with your neighbors.
We will continue with our offering. Let us pray. Generous God, in this meal you offer your very self. We give thanks for these gifts of the earth. In the breaking of this bread, reveal to us the risen one. In the pouring of this wine, pour us out in the service of the world. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Give thanks to 
and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, for the glorious resurrection of our Savior Jesus Christ, the true Paschal Lamb who gave himself to take away our sins, who in dying has destroyed death and in rising has brought us to eternal life. And so with Mary Magdalene and Peter and all the witnesses of the resurrection, with earth and sea and all their creatures, and with angels and archangels, cherubim and seraphim, we praise your name and join their unending Blessed are you, O God of the universe. Your mercy is everlasting, and your faithfulness endures from age to age. Praise to you for creating the heavens and the earth. Praise to you for saving the earth from the waters of the flood. Praise to you for bringing the Israelites safely through the sea. Praise to you for leading your people through the wilderness to the land of milk and honey. Praise to you for the words and deeds of Jesus, your anointed one. Praise to you for the death and resurrection of Christ. Praise to you for your spirit poured out on all nations. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup. He gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant of my blood. It is shed for you and for all people, for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. With this bread and this cup, we remember our Lord's Passover from death to life as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. O God of resurrection and new life, pour out your Holy Spirit upon us and on these gifts of bread and wine. Bless this feast, grace our table with your presence. Reveal yourself to us in the breaking of the bread. Raise us up as the body of Christ for the world. Breathe new life into us. Send us forth burning with justice, peace, and love. With your holy ones of all times and places, with the earth and all its creatures, with sun, moon, and stars, we praise you, O God, blessed and holy trinity, now and forever. Amen. And now, gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever.
taste and see that the Lord is good. Please be seated. Just a brief announcement as we continue our meal. All are welcome at this, our Lord's table. The ushers will invite you forward to gather around the altar. Simply open your hands to receive the bread and then take red wine or white grape juice from the trays. You can dispose of your cups in the baskets on the way to your pews. If you wish to just receive a blessing, simply cross your arms across your chest. And if for any reason you cannot come up to the table, let an usher know and we will bring the meal to you. Come to the feast. All has been made ready.
please rise in body or in spirit. The body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, in you we live and move and have our being. With your word in this meal of grace, you have nourished our life together. Strengthen us to show your love and serve the world in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Amen.